This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> Yeah, get your mic on there. Get your okay. Mm-hmm. All centered in. <coughs> centered in. Dial in. Uh, hopefully, uh, to to kick off the show, I will say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, Matt Matt smoked uh, Matt had the peace pipe a minute ago. So hopefully, he's not as grumpy as last week's episode in the beginning. I do apologize. I'm already grumpy. I've, it was. A, <laughs> I haven't felt very well, well for the past 24 hours. Pretty much, though, you're grumpy all the time. If we're being honest, sure, sure. So there's no, like, there's no reason to think that, like, it's kind of a constant state of grumpiness with you. It's just, it's just whether you're going to catch him on a day where he's the grumpiness is at bay, or going to catch him in a day where it's like, okay, man, I gotta hear, about, I gotta hear about all your again. a day if I'm fighting the grumpiness, <laughs> or if I've, or if I've given up the battle, given up the battle to the grumps, given up the ghost. Um, yeah, uh, I've been, I've been. Not feeling well the past 48 hours. Woke up with a fever the other night. Couldn't fall back asleep and had to go to work. Came back from work. Slept for like 12 hours. I thought you said you were off Tuesday and Wednesday. I am off Tuesday and Wednesday. This was going back to Monday. Oh, so this Yesterday. is this is like a grumpy, it's like a grumpy weekend yeah. eating, easing into the grumpy week. It's been grumpy ever since died. On, on is that Sunday a big night. spoiler? Perhaps. It is a big spoiler. Oh, but if you're not um, if you're not caught up with Game of Thrones, fuck you. I, well, okay. Okay. A that's harsh. B I'm not familiar, so uh, spoiler alert. I guess uh, in 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 the past, I mean, it's, people aren't going to really see that coming. Uh, yeah, I've been a little bit. Uh, yeah, I cried at the end of this past week's episode. Look at you. Yeah. So you're grumpy for good reason, then. That's why. So you, that's why I had I watched Silicon Valley with you. I hadn't seen it. Oh, you hadn't? Because... I noticed the chuckles seem more authentic. Because as I'm... <laughs> it's on after, right after Game of Thrones, and normally I'll just segue right from Game of Thrones to Silicon Valley, and... But you were that grumpy. This week's episode... It, 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 it moved me, and I wasn't able to focus on Silicon I Valley. I laughed. I cried. It moved me, Bob. Um, welcome to Give That Some Thought. Mm-hmm. Tripod Broadcasting's flagship show. Indeed. Um... I'm Addison, of course. Joining me is my not so grumpy co-host. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the the peace pipe and the water and the day no. off and the day off tomorrow. Will, not you know, that grumpy. No reason to be grumpy, man. No, no, we're no, all not good. That grumpy. Um, so to start with, uh, uh, well, we teased one thing last week, which we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, but let's. So I walked in uh-huh. uh, over here <clears throat> at Tripod One, and upon the television. Was uh, some news? Fox News. At, well, fair and balanced. <laughs> we we just, distort. You decide. That's right. You comply. Um, and you, uh, well, the television was on. News was on. And what? 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 So what happened uh, in Albuquerque tonight, Matt? This will go out on Thursday, but <coughs> the night of the twenty fourth, I guess. So it wasn't a primary. It's a, it, no. Although there were primaries today. It was just a rally. But there were primaries today. Yes, there was one in Washington. Just one? Yeah. And Trump won? Yeah. And Hillary won? Yes. Okay. That's what it looks like. Well, then we don't really need to talk about that. But okay, yeah. so Albuquerque. So what's going on? 
folks well, are pissed it's, off, it's, it's, obviously, it's the about same thing something. that's been happening for the past two months at every Trump rally across the nation. And it's just it's ramped up now to a point as mm-hmm. the, as, as the, I mean, it's 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 moving to be a big. Anyway, so two mo- two three months ago, uh, as Trump was building steam and as people were dropping out, right around the time that Rubio and Kasich were dropping out, kind of thrown in thrown uh, in the towel. The violence at, at Trump rallies escalated. And it's, it's it's protesters. It's the fact that there are people protesting protesting Trump Trump rallies, mm-hmm. not necessarily even Trump being there, but just people getting together to say yay Trump, to share their thoughts and ideas and 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 share their communal support for Donald Trump. That's it. Okay. It's no different. It's no different than people getting together at at, at Comic Con. Okay, uh-huh. right. Except it has a little bit more uh, meaning to the direction of the country and how the government is run <laughs> than Comic Con. Comic Con sure? does. <laughs> I, I mean, it depends on what you know. I don't know. Having watched the election cycle, I mean, I haven't been to a Comic Con, but having yeah. watched the election cycle, I can't imagine that there's much. Although you you can <laughs> make substance. you can make quite the strong case that that. that the, there are people at Comic Con who wield more influence on the government than people in Washington, i.e., <laughs> Hollywood big big shots and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 and it's slowly snowballed now from from the stuff in Chicago two or three months ago um, at Trump rallies um, or at a Trump rally, um, which was pretty quickly proven uh, to be with some paid funded. Folks. Yeah, a- Black absolutely. Lives matter was, and what have you. It was funded. And uh, they were they were paid protesters, mm-hmm. um, people paid by uh, George Soros's super PAC mm-hmm. to be there. And, so, and see, people, why, I, I got to so, reiterate so, again, Matt. Why do we not have this gig? Like, it's got to be what twelve, fifteen bucks an hour. Like, it's, what, like, it's fifteen. Yeah, it's fifteen bucks an hour. Yeah. Like, do you make fifteen bucks an hour? No. And I know I don't make fifteen bucks no. an hour. No. So we need to get on the Soros bandwagon here and go go protest some things. I mean, what, what's the worst that could happen? A little bit of tear gas. I mean, I mean, do you want to get paid fifteen dollars an hour to hang out with those kinds of people? I don't. Yeah, you make a fair point. <laughs> I mean, just think about all the tumble arenas, <laughs> all the social justice, uh, all the all the uh, all the microaggressions, all the <laughs> all the microaggressions, all of them, every microaggression, <laughs> all the long-haired hippie women's studies majors. <laughs> uh, Mm. Oh, how many? How many stem? How many stem? I love the crap out of women. Yeah, Michael uh, Scott. How how many? How many people uh, mm-hmm. at those rallies have right. majors in in STEM studies? Right, <laughs> they're all liberal arts degrees. Right. Like, yeah. Wait, and you're saying they don't have jobs? Uh, yeah. I. What a guest. Uh. Get a business degree, folks. It's the only one that, like, why does it even matter anymore? Because it seems to me that if with a business degree you can do just about everything. Or law school. Yeah, or something super specific. Medical school, law school, or engineering. Um, That's about it. Although medical school and law school is not that super specific, but. Well, if if you go all the way for PhD, I mean. Yeah, but I mean, specificity comes in your field within that frame of study. Can't you technically pass the bar without going to law school? If if you were so inclined, if you wanted to? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what we should do, Matt. We should be. uh, Legal partners. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Todd Hume Associates. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to say, man, do you want to be rich or not? Not especially. Because <laughs> you can join my investing club. 
How about we are? Uh, how about when moving you, forward? We're taking investments. We're thinking about starting a hedge fund. How about when you build your first million dollar house? You build like one of those little mini houses slash barns in the backyard, and then you can just stay there. Yeah, I'll just stay there. <laughs> yeah, and then and then once the kids are cognizant enough, they're like, "What is so?" I mean, we have a housekeeper, we have a gardener. Yeah, there's a chef. What is Dad? What is what is? You tell them it's haunted, <laughs> and I'll right. play along. <laughs> You'll you'll only wear sheets. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Well, I mean, I have a lot of sheet <laughs> costumes anyway. And hoods? No, I couldn't help it. Uh, no, no. Yeah, Daddy, what is what is? I mean, I'm already anticipating. Uh, so as this podcast continues forward, as my kids come online, I'm already anticipating. Daddy, what is uh, what does Matt do? Like, what is what is he? So what, where does he wear? And I'm like, kids, it's just it's it, it's a mess. Yeah, it, it always it's always been a mess. It'll always be a mess. It's just it's Daddy's project. Kids, <laughs> Dad, Daddy knew him when he, we they were both young men, mm. and now he lives here merely as a cautionary tale. <laughs> right, that's how you'll end up. To now show go you, clean your room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is what happens after after thirty years of an unmade bed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when you don't do the dishes or your homework. Yeah. That's right. You turn yeah. into Matt, mm-hmm. and you live on a rich guy's property. You it, dress in sheets. You, you see, smell weird. Yeah, you see. You see that. Of course, that's just the weed. The yeah. constant. <laughs> see, see that. See that fat, lazy slob with the glaze in his eyes. That's what happens when you, when you question because I said so. Right. Exactly. That's what happens when you eat pizza rolls every day mm-hmm. for thirty years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't have this show just to make fun of me. We also like to talk about things. <laughs> we do. We, Addison, what's do going we, on with Matt? you? I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder. I think maybe I started it just to make fun of you. Uh, I think so. Um, where was I? Okay, so we talked about yeah. So in Albuquerque, folks are a kid's back yeah. on there again. Yeah. yeah, folks, I guess got pissed off and and. Uh, so, okay, well, they are burning things there. That seems... Okay, well, that doesn't seem safe. It's not a big deal. It's just the American flag. Oh, uh, okay. I, <laughs> yeah, if it were the Mexican flag or, like, you know... Right, how dare the European yeah. Union flag, I mean, that, that would be uh, that would be offensive yeah, well. to Muslims. Um, so, 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 Okay, well, there's some middle fingers. Okay. That's, so here's, here's, here's the thing. It's just tasteless. These protests have now snowballed. Mm-hmm. And as we near California, which, as we know, has the highest hippie concentration in all the world... <laughs> Yeah. Also, the highest concentration of Bernie Sanders supporters. I'm told. And liberal fascists. Cullen, who was on the program, um, and I know you don't really Facebook, but but he's he is now, and we we, we ought to we'll get him to maybe we'll hook it up to where he can like call in or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but but uh, or when he comes back out here or something. But he lives in California now. Mm. And Matt, I gotta say, he he's he's a full blown hippie. He's really? he's really he's embraced it. He, I mean, he constantly talks about Bernie Sanders and stuff, and that's fine. That's his, you know, whatever. Really? Yeah, mm. yeah. He mm. does that, and then he and he had a he he posted on Facebook the other day, and he said uh, he said, <laughs> what what was it? It was like I, some I, people can't handle their weed. <laughs> some people you get them to smoke weed, they just and they, they lose just, their mind. Gone. Yeah, they lose well, their maybe mind. Maybe that's what's happened. I'm not sure because he said he goes uh, he goes. Um, I, I wish that all guns um, could be melted down and, and they could have never been invented or, or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I wasn't sure if he was serious or like just poking fun or like this is how I feel. Like, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was one of those things. And so I just got the only thing I just commented on it. And the only thing I said, I just said, I just said, LOL. <laughs> That's all I said. Because uh, I figured that perfectly displayed. Like, we're out. I'm like, oh, okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have, I'm not going to try and combat that well, type of thinking, but. Uh, I'm, I'm all in favor of gun-free zones. Yeah. Are you really? Uh, I don't think you are. I'm trying to form a joke out of it, but I, I'm not coming up with anything. Right. Uh, no, I'm not in favor of gun-free zones. I mean, who would be? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Trump protests or uh, uh, rallies are turning violent. And-, and they're ramping up, and it's headed towards California, so that there's going to be some big, huge fiasco in California. Well, and I said that because the guy on MSNBC or whatever it was he had on, you know, he's like, he's like, this is, he's like, watch out, California, this is coming for you. And I was like, I was like, you realize, like, the media loves this. Yeah. And they're laughing all the way to the bank. They, I mean, they they mm-hmm. and they're pushing for California to be a, just a shitstorm. Yeah. Literally, I mean, they would love that. That was old Chris Slobber and Matthews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were like, they want a Trump supporter. What'd you say? They want a Trump supporter to pull out a gun and shoot somebody. That, yeah, exactly. That's what they. That's what they. Oh, want dude, to how much? I mean, can you imagine? And I, I, like that twenty-four hour cycle. <clears throat> I mean, they would just they would just reap the gains for, like just, for a week. Oh um, yeah. But I think that if that happens, and I think it probably will happen in California, if it happens, yeah, yeah. mark my words. Uh, can you that, have guns in California? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. it might be just banned from the you state. Can, you can uh, only if you're a criminal, though. Um, mm. If that happens, mm-hmm. a Trump supporter, quote unquote, quote, shoots yeah. somebody else, guarantee it's a plant. It's somebody right. who's Soros backed, probably one of the little mind control slaves that's in the government, right? Mm-hmm. Your MK Ultra Manchurian candidate, whatever, <laughs> uh, to 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 cause. Hey, government! <laughs> it's me, Butters. To to cause uh, uh, that amount of and even old mean Eric Carbon. that amount of um, and frenzy and, and chaos, yeah, yeah. and finger pointing. That's going to see Trump. You know, Trump Trump's uh, message is that of hate and violence and blah 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 blah. No, it's just it's a differing opinion, and this differing opinion uh, about the, how the country should be run mm-hmm. is uh, is met with violence. Yeah, and that that's plain and simple. That's what it comes down to. The people who are anti-Trump, and that's what it is. It's not people who are pro-Sanders or pro-Clinton. They're vehemently anti-Trump. They uh, they're the ones committing the violence. Um, I'm I'm not in line with Trump. Uh, he's fallen a little bit out of my favor. Well, a lot of it out of my favor. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm no longer in Trump's camp. Camp. I'll probably be voting for Gary Johnson. But there you go, man. It's beside the point. Welcome aboard. The point is, um, these protesters are the ones. These the anti-Trump crowd are the ones using violence because they have no other way to articulate their ideas other than violence because they condition themselves through their consumption of media. And through their consumption of social social media, and the things they surrounded themselves with, the uh, the tumblers and the Instagrams and the rap music and the Hollywood movies and everything else, that uh, the, they've you. they've become uh, so inarticulate that they can no longer get their message across in any other form besides violence. Right. Um. So yeah, that's uh. There there you have it. It's 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 a it's it's the fact that that. Our generation um, no longer knows up from down, left from right, and we don't know how to express ourselves. So any way, in, in any any way, any, right, other than to act like a baboon, any um, opposition to our ideals or uh, 
our opinions, um, yeah, we, 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 we can't handle it. We're not comfortable with it. And anything that makes us uncomfortable is bad and evil. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, so some other Trump stuff. <laughs> they pulled this from the Washington Post. More Trump Post. stuff. More Trump stuff. I pulled this from the Washington Post. I'm so tired of the guy. Donald Trump. Just, just win the presidency so we can stop talking about it, please. Right, exactly. Because that's totally what happened with Obama. You realize that? Like, I remember I remember that election cycle and all my right friends that were just, I mean, just losing their minds, Matt. Yeah. Losing their minds about this socialist, mm-hmm. black, Muslim, just everything that, that is, that it, you know, is could possibly be wrong yeah. for the country. Just losing their minds. And, once- and, and, and then as soon as he's in, then we're all just like, okay. Well, the day after election day, it, like it's done, ninety percent of them fall off. Yeah, and you just have that ten percent that are stay not on my president, right? And stay on and stay on Facebook and stay on. Yeah. you know. the Washington Post. <laughs> this is kind of funny. <laughs> Donald Trump calls global warming a hoax. <laughs> yeah, until it threatens his golf course. Yeah, I saw this. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I just saw the headline now. In January 2014, he publicly wondered how the United States could be spending money to combat what, in his words, was quote. A global warming hoax. In October, when Trump was bitten by the autumnal chill, the Republican presidential candidate snarked on Twitter that he could use, quote, a big fat dose of global warming. He told the Washington Post editorial board in March that he is, quote, not a great believer in man-made climate change. But when it came to protecting his own investments from global warming's effects, Trump canned the screaming political letters, capital letters, and jokes. Instead, Trump wants to curtail climate change with a wall. Are you familiar with this? The, this guy's really into his walls. The, the Trump International Golf Links Ireland, mm-hmm. a golf course by the sea in Ireland's County Clare, faces the Atlantic's pounding waves and coastal erosion. As Politico reported Monday, the Trump Organization has submitted a permit to build a seawall, mm. which cites rising sea levels from climate change as a threat. Not just any wall will do. One plan called for a limestone barricade 20 meters wide. What Friends of the Irish Environment's Tony Lowe has described to CNBC as a, quote, monster seawall in March. Yeah. And who's going to get to pay for it? Aquaman. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. <laughs> the man. S- somebody. Like, somebody. That's so funny to me. In Trump's organization. A seawall. There are seawalls, Matt. Yeah, there are. My mind. There, it's a literal thing you can it's, build. <laughs> Seawalls. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you're surprised by this. I'm a little surprised. My okay. mind is a little bit like when you told me about trash islands. Yeah. Okay. I'll still. Ne- I'll never forget the way I, you're like. You're like, no, dude. There's trash islands. And I'm like, what? There's several of them. Yes. There's, there's several of them. One. One day I must make one mine home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, guaranteed on a trash island. So, so Trump is in the middle of this election, right? Mm-hmm. And he's focused on the election, exactly. So, I'm sure that people running his golf courses, right? Don't call him, uh, Mr. Trump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and be like, what should we do about this? He's just like, uh, get it done. Protect my, yeah, protect the golf course. Fix it. Make next year a positive year. Yeah. It was these. Pe- it was the people who work for the people who work for the people who work for Donald Trump. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, tr- using any w- any way they could. Anything they they could. I just thought that to, was so funny to be able to build a seawall and to be able to protect that golf course. Yeah, and you know it's Ireland and it's it's. I'm know. sure it's very profitable and what have you. Yeah. But I'm I'm sure also there are a lot of laws about you know what you can and what you cannot build. Oh yeah, you know, and, especially in uh, as it pertains to blocking out the sea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially when you're talking about the crumbling coast. Yeah, you know, and it's just erosion. That's not global warming. 
That's just oh, erosion. Not. Oh well, natural erosion. Well, if if erosion is is because of global warming, mm-hmm. then uh, we must have had a literally a hell of a time for the Grand Canyon to happen. <laughs> well, you know that was uh, global boiling. Now there you go. Do you think the Grand Canyon was? Uh, do you think the Grand Canyon was, was made by space space aliens? Of course, but yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Do you think it was billions of years? No, that was when Cthulhu, uh, Cthulhu, just like you know, dug a claw, dig, yeah, just dug yeah. a claw into the earth. Okay, well, no, it was made during Bible times with the global flood. You know, think so? Set yeah. fifty seven hundred years ago. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Why wouldn't I think? Are you? Why would I think? Yeah, okay, now you're being sarcastic. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> do you believe in a global f- flood? I'm just going to challenge you. Just every uh, this will be the uh, challenge uh, episode. Got my challenge flag. Do you, you do think there was I, a global flood? Do I believe in a global flood where the a, where the world's a, tallest mountains were covered by water? A global, global flood. Flood. Yes. No. Hmm. I believe in a uh a uh, uh, most of the world flood. Okay, let me ask you this: most then. of the world's flooded now, seventy percent of it <laughs> by definition, right? Yeah. Do you believe? Okay, here, let me refine I, I, this. I believe. I believe more in. As opposed to a, a flood, I believe in a in a global cataclysm that drastically changed our weather and the the makeup of the atmosphere. Okay, meteor and, aliens, whatever that might be. Yeah. Okay. And and, okay. and vegetation. And so other then things. the answer to this question Plant is probably life, no. Animal life. But I still want to ask it: Do you believe that at one point, sort of according to the Judeo Christian narrative, that 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 God or what have you, that there was a an event where only the uh, sort of Noah and, and his descendants were alive. I think you could make a, a better case for that from the anthropological record than you can from a biblical record. Um, but do you think? So do you think it happened though? I'm not going to say yes or no, but I think that the best case to be made from that is the fact that we have so many common myths across About all cultures. Yeah, cultures that were, according to classical belief, isolated for thousands of years. The, our, the Aboriginal cultures mm-hmm. in uh, in, in Australia, mm-hmm. with some of the oldest cultures and most isolated cultures in the world, yeah, uh, you know, myth. culturally isolated for eight thousand to some say twenty thousand years, although that's being very liberal with it. But conservatively, eight thousand years, completely isolated genetically and anthropologically, like culturally, um, common myths with Egypt mm-hmm. and Canaan and uh, Babel, Babylonia, um, Babylonia. Mesopotamia, um, and common myths with uh, uh, Inuits um, of, of uh, North America, and the Japanese, mm-hmm. and uh, the Aztec, and the Maya, and, and, and the Pueblo. Uh, everywhere across the world has about five or six of the same myths, okay? Mm-hmm. Global flood, right? okay? God creating man, right? okay? God choosing one man and one woman and his descendants to be the chosen um, ones, his chosen people, and to spread across the world and right. to dominate the world. Right. This is this is the common myth. Right. Everywhere. So, and in light of a global cataclysm that drastically changes culture and 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 kills, so it fits in with that. Then is what you're saying. Kills. Yeah, but I mean, you have you have also another myth that's common everywhere. Is the death of a um, of an enlightened culture, mm-hmm. the uh, Atlantis myth? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have this perfect utopian mythos, 
mm-hmm. right? This perfect utopian world where everybody lives peace, harmony, there's plenty. And somehow that was... And somehow there's a global cataclysm and it's all wiped out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you have a, a god or the gods resetting everything. Yeah. And also the whole war in heaven motif, war yeah. between the gods. I think also even the most uh, isolated cultures and... and I think almost every culture and every uh, every sort of ancient civilization has, you know, uh, sort of archaeologist and and sort of paleontological discovery mm-hmm. has found out that that most cultures um, at one point, you know, also accepted uh, sort of within the mythos they accepted the myth that that uh, jet fuel can't melt steel beams too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> So now we've both added a lot to the discussion on ancient culture. <laughs> that was an excellent comeback. <clears throat> you pious dick. Um, well, we teased this last week. We'll talk about it now. Uh, yeah, it was a Fox News article, but it, they quote, I think, somebody else, and it, it was kind of available everywhere in, in sort of those circles and stuff. You all right, Matt? You got something to say? No? Uh-uh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Fox News flight logs show Bill Clinton flew on sex offenders jet mm. much more than previously known. What is this, Jeremy, uh... Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, his, and now, and I'll, I'll pick and choose just real quick, but you get the gist of it from the headline. Clinton's presence aboard Jeffrey Epstein's Boeing, Boeing 727 on 11 occasions has been reported, but flight logs show that the number is more than double that, and trips between 2001 and 2003 include included extended junkets around the world with Epstein and fellow passengers identified on manifests by their initials or first names, including Tatiana. The tricked-out jet earned its Nabokov-inspired nickname because it was reportedly outfitted with a bed where passengers had group sex with young girls. Nabokov. Nabokov. Okay, Okay. Nabokov is the guy who wrote Lolita, which is about an older man seducing a a teenage girl. Well, thank you. So that's that's what Bill, that reference. Quote, Bill Clinton associated with a man like Jeffrey Epstein, who everyone in New York, certainly within his inner circles, knew was a pedophile, said Conchita Sarnoff of the Washington D.C.-based nonprofit Alliance to Rescue Victim, Victims of Trafficking, and author of a book on the Epstein case called Traffic King. Why would a former president associate with a man like that, Epstein, who counts among his pals, royal figures? And then that was kind of stuff that we covered earlier because we've covered this before, he allegedly had a team of traffickers who procured girls as young as 12 to serve as his friends on, quote, Orgy Island, an estate on Epstein's 72-acre island called Little St. James in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Virginia Roberts, 32, who claimed she was pimped out by Epstein at age 15, has previously claimed she saw Clinton at Epstein's getaway in 2002, but logs do not show Clinton aboard any flights to St. Thomas, the nearest airport capable of accommodating Epstein's plane. They do show Clinton flying aboard Epstein's plane to such destinations as Hong Kong, Japan, Singapore, China, Brunei, London, New York, the Azores, uh, Belgium, Norway, Russia, and Africa. Long story short, anybody who's read anything about Jeffrey Epstein? Sleazy, sleazy dude. Okay. As we've said on Uh, this program before. You you can explain it away if you want, but the only only way you're going to be able to do that, explain this away, is through incredible mental gymnastics. Okay. There's denial. There's no other called. way. Straight up denial. Called, mental gymnastics. Yeah. Uh, leaps in logic. Um, there is so much circumstantial and and so much. What's the what's the type of evidence I'm I'm looking for? Uh, there's um anyway there there's there's no concrete 100 percent proof right. We don't have videotape of Bill Clinton having sex with 15 year olds, but it happened. 
Yeah. After he left the White House for two solid years, that's what he did. On on these flights, uh, you have you have to be completely detached from reality to to not believe that this guy Jeffrey Epstein was spent his time procuring teenagers for rich and powerful people to sleep with. It certainly seems that way. That's what he did. That's why. What 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 is Jeffrey Epstein? <clears throat> what, what's his official? Career? What? What? What did he was officially do? do I don't, I don't financier? Know what he, something like that. Yeah, he does something. Nobody. I don't think anyone really. <laughs> net worth. What does he do? I could just plug him into Google here real quick. But so also interesting. While that's pulling up on the, in this article of uh, again from Fox News, official flight logs filed with the Federal Aviation Administration. So Clinton traveled on some of the trips with as many as ten Secret Service agents. However, on a five leg. Asia trip between May 22nd and May 25th, 2002. Not a single Secret Service agent is listed. The U.S. Which, Secret by Service the way, has yeah, declined to answer multiple Freedom of Information Act requests filed by FoxNews.com seeking information on these trips. Clinton would have been required to fil- mm, file a form to, to dismiss the agent detail a former Secret Service agent told FoxNews.com. An American financier. Because they have to have Secret Service detail for the rest of their lives. What does that even mean? So He's a registered sex offender. Former financier. Subsequently it, formed his own mean, firm, J. Epstein & Co. Yeah. Anyway. Science funding. So. Solicitation of prostitution from girls at Genesis 14. Yeah, dude, dude, I mean, it, 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 yeah, like, like I said, it certainly looks that way. Perhaps Bill Clinton was just along for the cigars and the kicks. Something um, tells me no. Something tells me that he was. <laughs> yeah. That he was well, along for uh, sex with teenage girls. Why would uh, you think that, man? I mean, we don't really have anything, any other evidence against Bill Clinton to say that he uh, cannot handle himself uh, in, in a manner wor- uh, with integrity when it comes to sex. I Why mean, would you? Uh, half a dozen sexual allegations from lawsuits from various women. Everything. Uh, while he was in the White House. Um, Probably the you most know, inappropriate time ever to play that. Uh, multiple allegations of sexual misconduct when he was uh, governor of Arkansas. Uh, he, going back into his, his, his career as uh, the Senate. I mean, well, no, he wasn't in the Senate. Where was he before? He was, he was governor. governor. I, he was governor, oh. but before governor. I, 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 I don't know. I remember. Anyway. I'm probably the village idiot. That's probably, that's probably what he was. I don't know. Uh, Are you saying, Matt, uh, the lo- that the long and short of it is that Willie can't handle his Willie? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying he can't <laughs> handle his Willie. And if you if you look, uh, Hillary uh, the entire way was uh, was complicit in all this. I mean, she can't not know. Well, exactly. At a certain point, w- whether you first find out or or whatever, yeah. or it's an ongoing thing, or it's please stop, or however you approach it. Yeah, there's no way that through through everything. With like you said, the stuff, the stuff of the governor. I mean, it, uh, uh, the whole country knew for Pete's sake. We tried to impeach the man because of it. Like, and in the in, you know, at a certain point in the late seventies, she w- she worked for a law firm and she was the lead legal counsel that helped um, uh, uh, um, in the defense of someone who was accused of raping a sixteen-year-old girl. Whoa, did not know that. And she got him off. Everything is sex. Literally the only time she's ever gotten anybody off. Everything is sex. Uh, but she got him off, and there's this there famous... only sex. There's a famous recording uh, her, of her talking to a, a news reporter mm-hmm. um, 
uh, a couple of years later, and they're talking I, I, about that case. Let me say right now, I don't like the way this is going. Yeah, this is going to be one of those things that's going to make me squirm. But they're talking ahead. about this case. Yeah, and she says everybody knew he was guilty, but our job was to <sighs> to I don't like it, man. To uh, to to sway the court. Yeah. To the our outcome, and she was like, "This for. is yeah, this is how yeah. powerful we are. We can sway the court and make them do what we want, even though they knew he was guilty." And they were laughing about it on the recording. Literally, you can look you can look it up on YouTube. It's like a nine minute recording. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, th- this is this is the somebody who's who's leading the the Democratic nomination right now. This is there's people out there who are actually voting for her. Yeah. And it's funny to me, I mean, I, the, because, and I, I fashion myself uh, on this program with you, with my friends, with my wife, in business as usual when it comes to my affairs. I fashion myself as a voice of reason, okay? And I have conversations with my friends about who are Ted Cruz supporters, and I say, the man's pretty sleazy. I don't think this type of thing would come up if something, some part of it wasn't true. His wife was found suicidal, et cetera, et cetera, right? And yet I have the same thing with my liberal friends, and I do the same thing about Hillary. And I'm like, I'm like the Clintons are the most shady people on the planet. Yes, they are. Like this stuff with Bill, all the stuff, Hillary, Hillary's emails, which is, is you know, a, a second tier or third tier headline, if at all, anymore. Um, the Benghazi stuff. I mean, just the way she's handled her entire political career has been shady and a power grab. Okay, and and my my friends who are Hillary supporters do the same thing. They say, "Well, you're just you're just trying to bash her." And my friends who are Ted Cruz supporters do the same thing too. And it's like, no, let's let's look at some facts here, people. Maybe um, some of the folks that are in power and want to be in power and are and are uh, their whole goal is to wield some sort of political or financial power. Um, in the world or what have you, uh, maybe maybe they're super corrupt, super shady people. You, you know, let's just throw that out there. I, I don't care what side and of the they fence. Are. I don't care what side of the fence they hail from. At the end of the day, I really don't. When it comes to that sort of thing, who they cares? Are. Who cares? You know, shady, corrupt people. Mm-hmm. Period. Because you can't you can't get there uh, without becoming super shady and super corrupt. You can't you can't you can, in in politics. Yeah, you can go so far. Mm-hmm. And we've talked. Um, I've, I've made good this point word before. And the, the constituents. I've, I've made this point before. You can go so far, yeah. But at a certain point, you're going to be told if you want to take the next step, you yeah. have to do this. You have to eliminate this person or whatever it is. Yeah. You have to either corrupt yourself or let someone else corrupt you. Mm-hmm. You have to compromise in what you believe. You have to go against what you what you said you do, and you have to. Yeah, whether it's you have for to compromise, money that you, have you to need corrupt or whatever yourself. it is. Yeah. Um, no, and not I, compromise in a good way. Uh, and in order to take that next step, you have to do that. Um, and once you've done that, you're pretty much stuck on that path. You have no other cho- choice but to stay on that corrupt path, because if you fall away from it, somebody's going to air your dirty laundry, and your political career is going to be over. So either you quit, or you keep going. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's the same way in Hollywood. At a certain point, if you want to progress your career far enough you know if you want to get on the spielberg or the uh george clooney level mm-hmm. okay at a certain point you're in a room 
with a guy making paninis in the corner and Santa Claus uh, with Hitler sitting on his lap. Um, and there's a bunch of guys in hoods. Descript. There's a bunch of guys in hoods uh-huh. and uh, black candles lit and there's a little boy who's naked uh-huh. and you have to have sex with him. Okay, all right. Well, that and it, they're filming uh, it. That took a and if you wanna, dark turn. It's that's it's a satanic pedophilic pedophilic cult that runs Hollywood and Washington. This is this is should not be news to anybody who's paying attention. Yeah. Which brings us to the next article in this vein of the Jer- Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Mm-hmm. We we Wait, which article is that? Oh, the Elijah Wood one. Yeah, from the Telegraph. So I didn't pick through this. Is there specifics? Uh, what's it's the headline? Just just you just go through it. Elijah Wood, Hollywood, quote, I, I think I did maybe look at this. I don't know. I, I'm up late so many nights. Skip I look like at the, skip like the first two paragraphs know. and kind of go down. Uh, Elijah Wood gives gives a... Uh, well, he says, quote, Hollywood in, in the grip hold, of child hold, abuse scandal similar to Jimmy Saville. Jimmy Saville. Hold Saville. on. Hold on just a second. Um, so he originally did this this uh, interview with uh, the Sunday Times, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. which is a British newspaper that comes out on Sunday. You can't find this. Uh, it comes tra- out. The Sunday Times comes out on what, what on day Sundays. was it? Again? Okay, on Sundays. I'll make a note of that. Uh, <laughs> you. Um, uh, uh, here I am disturbing Matt's you, excellent points and, and eloquent, eloquent turns yeah. of phrase. You can't find this, the original <laughs> interview, anywhere online, anywhere at all. Uh, okay. And, and where it is, <clears throat> there's a paywall for the. Uh, the original website. Right. So I, I tried to find the original transcript of the interview, couldn't find it. Right. I really wanted to see what exactly he said. But we'll have to go with this. Yeah. Well, and so here, okay, so yeah, I'm trying to pull out maybe. Okay, so, well, it, it pretty much starts, okay, for the first two paragraphs, but then uh, in an interview with the Sunday Times, Wood said he had been protected from abuse as he was growing up, but that other child actors had been regularly, quote, preyed upon at parties by industry figures. Mm-hmm. You all grew up with Savile. Jesus, it must have been devastating, he said. Quote, clearly something major was going on in Hollywood. It was all organized. There are a lot of vipers in this industry, people who only only have their own interests in mind. There is a darkness in the underbelly. If you can imagine it, it's probably happened. (laughs) Wood said the abuse was allowed to continue because victims, quote, can't speak as loudly as people in power. That's the tragedy of attempting to reveal what is happening to innocent people, he said. Quote, they can, be, they can be squashed, but their lives have been irreparably damaged. Allegations that senior Hollywood figures have been protecting child abusers ha- have gathered pace in recent years. Anne Henry, co-founder of BizParents, a group set up to help child actors, said Hollywood is currently sheltering around 100 active abusers and said a tsunami of claims was beginning. Corey Feldman, another former child actor who starred in such films such as The Gremlins, Goonies, and Stand By Me in the 1980s, has said that as a young teenager, he was, quote, surrounded by abusers. In 2012, he told the British tabloid when he was 14 or 15, older men had been, quote, leeching around like vultures. The actor went on to suffer mental health problems, alcoholism, and drug addiction. Wood said he'd been spared similar experiences while growing up because his mother had not let him attend parties. Quote, she was far more concerned with raising me to be a good human than facilitating my career. How dare she? How dare she? <laughs> if, if you're innocent, you have very little knowledge of the world and you want to succeed. People with parasitic interests will see you as their prey. Highlighted instances of sex abuse carried about out by the late... So who, who is this Savile? Uh, late DJ? Working for the BBC? I guess just a BBC DJ? Uh, from the 1960s. Yikes. Uh, the There's 70s. a list here of the read things that, that he's done. Holy now, business. Now, now, hold on. Now, hold on. Before you start reading that list. Now, I do want you to read that list. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to. 
Uh, Jimmy Savile. If you insist. Started as a DJ, rock and roll DJ. Um, in the 1960s, right? The height of rock and roll, right? And he was the guy who was... Um, so what, probably was, like the Beatles and stuff? Yeah, was playing the the hits that the BBC wanted to be played. He was playing. He was the guy playing the records, and he was made famous because he was a mouthpiece for the government. He was the one that the government, the British government and the BBC, he was their, their puppet, their mouthpiece, the one playing the right records. Right. Right? That they the wanted that, to be successful. Exactly. Okay. So, like, you know, the mind control bands, like... Uh, <sighs> Like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Now, is this just uh, now? Are you reading between the lines here? Was it a little bit? But I mean, c- come on, like right. But he was the most popular DJ. Which he was the most popular. Yeah. He was the one put out by by the BBC, right? I mean, he okay. was their most popular. He was their guy. Um, so so he had uh, a TV show, Top of the Pops. Okay. Okay. Which was you know a television show where they play records and show people dancing and. Have a good old time, right in the sixties. Boy, TV's come a long way. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> where are those shows, man? And then during the let's 19- do a YouTube show where we do that. Then during the we 19- play records <laughs> and have people dancing. Yeah, worst YouTube show ever. Yeah. Uh, well, it's pretty much just you playing like Black Keys vinyl and smoking weed. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. all it is. Having a good old time, right? Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the third episode, and. Uh, we're gonna play some more Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> Matt, 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 we I don't know if you really but last week we played Neutral Milk Hotel. So I mean if you could Ladies and gentlemen, this week we're gonna play more Neutral Milk Hotel. There's just no no reasoning with you. You spark a ball, lean back in your chair and <laughs> So then during Now the, you're kinda of pumped for the show, aren't you? Then during the nineteen seventies <laughs> Jimmy Savile had a show called Jim will fix it. Um Okay. And it was a show where young children would oh, write into right. the show, uh-huh. write into Jimmy Savile mm-hmm. uh, about a problem that they had or something that they wanted to do. Well, there you go. And then, and let me guess. Let me. I'm going to go out of limb here. Jim would fix it. Jim will fix it. Well, there you go. <laughs> Similar to, uh, it's the same model as the Make a Wish model. Okay. Oh, okay. So, okay, I get it. Yeah. Now read the list. I don't really want to. It's it's skeevy. It's not good. All right. Uh, and I'm not sure necessarily, I, I will say, uh, I mean, this is from the Telegraph, but I'm not sure what the exact, um, uh, their citation here is, or if this is pretty much known by this point. I, I Like, I don't know much about this. Anyways. And this is just a bullet point list on this article of all the things that Savile has done. <laughs> Uh, Savile sexually assaulted 57 women slash girls and 15 boys. 21 of Savile's female victims were aged under 16. The youngest sexual assault victim was 8. 36 of his female victims were aged 16 or over. 13 of Savile's victims were boys aged under 16. The youngest sexual assault victim was 9. Two male victims were aged 16 or over. The youngest girl Savile rape was age 13. The youngest boy Savile rape was age 10. Do I, I have to finish the list, Matt? The last two are the, probably the biggest. The earliest known incident was a rape of a 13-year-old girl at Lime Grove in 1959. Savile's last known incident was in 2006, involving the indecent touching of an adult woman following the, late, the last Top of the Pops recording. Dame Janet identified 72 BBC victims of Savile in connection with his work at the BBC, including eight rapes, six female and two male, and one attempted rape, female. 
The majority of his assaults took place in the 70s, 44 of them. One took place in 1959, 10 in the 60s, 17 in the 80s, 3 in the 90s, and 1 in the 2000s. The largest number, 19, were assaulted in connection with Top of the Pops. 17 victims were assaulted in connection with Jim Will Fix It. So, up until his death, now this, this stuff came out right after his death. Almost as though there were so many people clamoring for this guy's head, such a witch hunt going on. That he's dead now. That can, as soon as he out, died, yeah. the gatekeepers were like, fine, just let him, let, him, let him talk about it now. Let him have it, yeah. This guy was held up as the nicest, most charitable person in all of Britain. Just a white British Cosby. This guy was Bill Cosby, pre-rape Bill Cosby, mixed <laughs> with <laughs> right. Tom Hanks. Mixed with uh, uh, your grandpa, okay? Mm-hmm. This guy was, I mean, this guy was the nicest guy ever. This guy was the Bob Hope, okay? Yeah. This guy was the Jay Leno of uh, of Britain. Well. And look. He, look. Uh, he seems to be kind of a filthy bastard, if look, you what, don't mind me saying. All those charities that he had, and he was involved with multiple charities. Mm-hmm. Jim will fix it. It was a charity, yeah. okay? I mean that that, that uh, Jim will fix it. Guarantee you, Jim will fix it. Was set up simply so he could rape boys and girls. Hmm. Now, with that in mind, okay. And Elijah Wood likens him, mm-hmm. what he did to Hollywood, to what's going on in Hollywood, and has been going on in Hollywood for thirty, forty years. And the website that was on. Um. Let me find the direct quote here. And here's a direct quote from Elijah Wood about this. I've been led down dark paths to realize that these things are probably still happening. Talking about the the stuff with Corey Feldman and Corey Heyman, all the stuff he saw as a kid growing up. Uh, all the all the allegations. Being taken advantage of it. He says, uh, he he, he says he was sheltered from it. As a child, which good on his parents, right? Right. His parents. He said his parents were far more concerned with raising him to be a good person than to be good be a good actor, <laughs> right? Okay, or furthering his career. And how dare they? <coughs> and look, look, look at him, right? I was going to say clearly it hasn't worked out. <coughs> Excuse me. He did a couple things when he was a kid, but during while well, he was a teenager, didn't do a whole lot. Right. It wasn't until Lord of the Rings that he became a big star again. And then he, you know, he did. What is he TV's. in Lord of the Rings? Uh, he plays. Uh, he plays Frodo. Frodo Baggins in oh. Lord of the Rings. Um. Anyway, all that I aside, can see you're a little upset that I didn't know that. All that aside, now that he's an adult and trying to forge his acting career, he says he's been led down dark paths mm-hmm. enough that he knows this is probably still happening. This child abuse. Okay. Yeah. In Hollywood, which means now that he's an adult, they're saying, "Hey, if you want to, you want to stay in the game. If you want to be a list Hollywood actor, right? You're going to have to do some things, right? You're going to have to be on camera doing some things from the other side. You're going to have to party like we do. Mm. You know, you ain't cool if you don't hit it too, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's smoking weed at the party. People don't know each other. I'm not the guy who's the guy who refuses to hit 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 the joint. Right? Everybody suspects him. Is he a cop? He's a square. Yeah. 
And you, they don't want to hang out with somebody who's not like that. Where I come from, it's puff, puff, pass, man. I hit to your high. You hit that three times, you're going to get killed. <laughs> Idiots. Uh, I grew up in North County, man. Come on. Black folks, Matt, and weed. Anyway. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, it's 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 disturbing, and especially in the light of... Uh, and and everybody, especially that Jeffrey Epstein, everybody seems to focus on. Uh, but some of the other articles and some of the other stuff that we've covered before, everybody seems to focus on Bill Clinton, and obviously that's a pretty big name and a, uh, one who's influential and in politics, and you know has a certain, you know, uh, supposedly they're about certain things and ideals and values. But uh, there's there's lots of Hollywood folks that hung out with Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about it before. It wasn't necessarily in that article, but if you do your research, you'll you'll find that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was uh, was pals with quite a number of folks. Names such as uh, Steven Spielberg. Don't know if you've heard of him. He, uh, not many people know him. Yeah. Uh, another, well, another name. One not that me- I was disappointed was on the list. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey's on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another name, uh, not a whole lot of people know. Definitely not one like a power broker in Hollywood. Uh, George Lucas. Oh, okay. A name there. Again, I'm not familiar. Yeah. J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams. Oh, okay. Another name. Okay. Uh, Still not familiar. And up and coming. Yeah. Perhaps, Ri- perhaps if I Google them. Rising star. Right. Uh, among the director producer power. Denzel power, Mindy Phelps, uh, I think. Pyramid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Several several big yeah. big big names. And it's it's a little disturbing. Okay. Must we? Must we? You did that all... You, you've been doing this for like two hours now. What's the deal? I've told you I'm not feeling well the past 24 hours, or 48 hours or so. Matt. I'm not. I'm, I'm, if I'm, I I'm may be so bold. I've the whole, whole, whole night. I've got a little bit of a headache. If I may be so bold. Sure. You, has nothing to do, do you with diet. Realize, has nothing to do with diet right no, no, now. No, 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 no. That's not where I'm going with this. Oh, okay. Just, just focus and listen. Please. Because I haven't eaten anything that weird. Weed brain. Just fo- Just follow me. Right, fine. Huh? You said weed. Was there weed? If I may be so bold. Yeah. Are you aware that, uh, popularly speaking, in terms of etiquette and courtesy, mm. uh, that you can't simply tell folks that you don't feel well as a reason to fart like you normally would if folks weren't around? Mm-hmm. Do, do you know that that's the case? And if you don't, Allow me to be the first to tell you. Uh, like you can't just say, "Oh, I'm not feeling well today," and then ju- and then just blow a storm out of your butt, right? Like that's, my, that's not how that works. My defense is episode sixty-eight, fartcast. No, <laughs> episode fifty-eight, meat of magnesia and fartcast, <laughs> um, in which you sat upon my bed, where I lay my head, I, <laughs> and you farted up. Um, now it wasn't fifty eight because fifty eight. Uh, if I Google GTST episode fifty eight, I, lo- I love that you just pull it right up. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> Maccabee sex ring. Oh, mm. <laughs> fits right in. By the way, <clears throat> I'm not familiar. What was that episode about? There's some depressing conversation about the child sex ring. Okay, so this was probably actually one of the ones where we talked about this. This was this was probably like right after. We Sabbath's also talked death. briefly about Matt Drudge. Thanks to a piece in the Washington Post, and Addison tells a story about a visit to Joyce Meyer Ministries. I do remember that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, precedent has been set on this podcast already by you, right? Completely disregarding uh, the, sancti- the sanctity <laughs> oh, okay. of my the domicile, of the air. okay? <laughs> of my bed sheets, well, then al- and please, mattress. Please, Matt, allow the rudeness to continue, then, because yes. after all, you don't feel well, prick. That's not an excuse. 
That's like saying that's that, that's literally like um uh you know so when when adults are taught and they're like oh you know my father was an alcoholic you know he used to mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe toss me and my brother around a little bit you know when he got drunk but but he was drunk it's not an excuse that's exactly like you saying oh i don't feel well you're you're not you're quote unquote not feeling well mm-hmm. is to your butt mm-hmm. what alcohol is to an abusive father it's a catalyst and not an excuse I'd... Stop hitting me with your farts, Matt. <laughs> like an alcoholic father. You fired the come first out of shot. Your ass. You fired the first shot. This war is not over. Many this war has just begun. Uh, so speaking of this, we'll talk about this. Uh, and the only segue I have is that it's also on the Telegraph. That's it. Okay. Uh, no, my brother also showed me this Saturday night when we were carousing. <laughs> Two lions shot. After mauling naked man who entered the pen. Did you hear about this, Matt? No. Zookeepers in Chile were forced to kill two lions after a man forced himself into their cage and stripped naked in an apparent suicide attempt. Visitors to the Metropolitan Zoo looked on in horror as staff resorted to using live ammunition when their tranquilizer dart missed the lions and instead hit the intruder. The man, named locally as Franco Luis Ferrada, was carrying a suicide note when he was finally rescued from the enclosure, according to local officials. The 20-year-old had climbed on top of the pen on Saturday morning before forcing himself into the cage. At first, the lions ignored Ferrada. <laughs> Imagine that. That's your suicide attempt. You get in there, and the lion's are like, oh, cool, he's there. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, come on, eat me. Maul hey, me. <laughs> hey, hey. No, there's, there's one on the inside of the cage now. Yeah, he's naked, too. <laughs> What do, what do we do? Just ignore them like we do the others. Maybe they'll go away. Eventually they all go away. He's not moving. He's 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 just staying there. His penis is so small. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going to stop you there. I was enjoying it until... At first the lions ignored Ferrata, but then pounced after being taunted by him. Okay, and, and my question here is, taunted by him? What is, like, <laughs> hey, lions, you're fat. That's right, and your moms are all ugly. Like what is what is, I was, I was probably walked up to one like, like shook his shook his dick in his in their face. <laughs> uh, no, he he was he had a laser pointer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where, but the uh, zookeepers initially sprayed the lines with a hose as they mauled Ferrata, and then tried to sedate them with a the tranquilizer dart. But the dart went astray and hit Ferrata in the neck. Forcing the keepers to gun down the lions in full view of a huge crowd of onlookers. And what better way, by best, the way. Best day at the zoo ever. <laughs> I'm telling you what, dude. Uh, who's not going to crowd around that cage and, yeah. well, A, watch a naked man being mauled by mm-hmm, lions, mm-hmm, and B, watch zookeepers attempt to keep this from happening. Yep. When, let's face it, they're lions. What, like, what's the, what, what makes the St. Louis Zoo so boring? Their the safety record. Asleep. Their safety record. <laughs> if you had two or three people die every year. Yeah. Okay. What's the, Let's go to the zoo. What's the big Tomorrow, draw? Man. What's the big draw of Disneyland? Yeah, somebody dies in that park every year. Well, they, you know what? I never thought of that. You could be one of them. That's, That's the point. big draw of Disneyland. Yeah. Why do so many people go to Six Flags? Because one time some kid got their head punted off their body by somebody else <laughs> on the Batman ride. You remember that? Well, wasn't it? I don't know if it was his head. No, it was years ago. Years ago. Oh, was the it? person lost their leg, and the dude lost his head. Uh, he his hat blew off his head and fell across the tracks or something. Like in where the ride is. Okay, right. And he had to climb over two fences 
to go retrieve the hat with signs everywhere saying like a, don't don't like come over ass. here don't yeah. come over here yeah so he gets up in the fence he picks up the hat he straightens up ride comes along girl's foot hits his head head comes clean off his body her foot comes off <laughs> are you is this real it happens it happened at six flags st louis like five or six years ago I'm just, uh, and by the way, uh, the NSA is having a field day because I just put, I mean, a second ago I put plugged in Jeffrey Epstein, uh-huh. and now I'm plugging in Batman Ride Decapitation into Google. Um, okay, from Fox News, June 20, 29th, 2008. I, I never heard of this, Matt. This is fantastic. A teenager was decapitated by a roller coaster after he hopped a pair of fences and entered a restricted area. Well, this was Six Flags Over Georgia. Okay. Right. When in St. Louis. Uh, My fault. (laughs) But still, the allure is still there. Um, Six Flags Over Georgia, but decapitated by a roller coaster. Jumped the fences to retrieve a hat he lost. Okay, so most of your facts were there. Retrieve a hat he lost while riding the Batman roller coaster, said Cobb County Police Sergeant Dana Pierce. Police have declined to release the teenager's name. Police said the ride was going full speed when Ferguson was struck. The ride's top speed is 50 miles per hour, according to the park's website. No one riding on the roller coaster was injured. Okay, so you're oh, wrong about right, that, right. though. All right. Uh, by the dangling leg of one of the passengers. Yeah, but apparently, wow, yikes. I don't know how you could hit somebody with your foot going 50 miles an hour and knock their head off and not have a little little injury to your <laughs> foot. <laughs> I mean, you but got, okay. May, well, maybe you walk funny the next day. Let's not judge. But no one riding on um, the team was another boy. Yeah, this is so funny, though, because it's like then this sentence right here. The ride was closed for a day to allow the Federal Occupational Safe and Health Administration to inspect the ride. It was deemed safe for passengers. Imagine the next day you're getting on into the, yeah. the little boarding station, you're waiting in line, and you, you, you lean over to your date, who, of course, everybody goes to Six Flags in high school. Mm-hmm. And, and you say, uh, hey, babe, guess what happened here yesterday? What? What, what happened here yesterday? Kid hopped over the fence to get his hat, and uh, somebody's leg kicked him right in the head, and boom, head goes flying right off. <laughs> that's that's date material there, Matt. But long story short, that's why people go to amusement parks. That's why they go to zoos. <laughs> yeah. That's why they go to circuses, because you could die. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you good on this guy for trying to commit uh, suicide by lying. <laughs> They should just let the lions eat him. I mean, well, you gotta you gotta hand it to him. I mean, you know, yeah. he, he could have done it in his home with a, with a shotgun blast, you know, in the mouth, and and you know, who, who wants that? It's a mess. It's a pain in the ass. It's noisy sure. for the neighbors. Whatever. I mean, it, this guy provided a show for what what is presumably hundreds of folks. A large crowd. A large crowd. He's naked. Yeah. Which I mean, pretty much instantly makes everything better. And there's he's, only sex. He's achieved internet immortality. <laughs> well, there you go. At least until the next interesting thing comes along. I'm not trying to see. Did he die? Like, uh, there were a lot of children there, and parents covered their eyes while it was going on. One eyewitness told Chili Vision he was screaming religious things. Hmm. <laughs> he was quote shouting things about Jesus. <laughs> interesting. We believe that this person entered his visitor and paid for his ticket. Uh, later, he trespassed into an area where the public are not normally allowed. We understand that he forced the roof of the lion's enclosure. It was from there that he jumped, took off his clothes, and started to attract the lions. Like, what was he doing? Like, sexy poses? Right. Like, hey, hey lions, come get you a piece of human. 
Ms. Montalva said there were no fast-acting tranquilizers available to stop the attack in time and that her staff had been, quote, deeply affected by the death of the lions, a male and female. Yeah. How dare they? Poor lions. Last year, an American tour- tourist was mauled to death by a lioness who dragged her from a car in a wildlife park in South Africa. But to be fair, at least on that incident, mm-hmm. you're on the lion's turf on that one. Yeah. Like, if you're on safari in Africa and you get mauled, I mean, you were hanging out in the lion's backyard. Yeah. That's on you, right? Like, I mean, come on. Well, it, it's also on the, the people are who, are, who are doing the, the tour, the safari, right, right. for not keeping an eye out on, you know, hey, here's this lion creeping up to the car. <laughs> Maybe we should, you know, roll the windows up. <laughs> right. As if the windows are going to stop a hungry lion. But anyway. Yeah, well, I, they would. The windows on, on a Land Rover? I mean, th- th- Do you know how strong... I mean, lions are like... Yeah, but they're not going to... It's the king of the jungle, Matt. Yeah, but they're not going to be able to... Like, okay, the only the, the only way that a lion could, could drag a woman from the car like that is if it snuck up on the car, jumped real quick, and grabbed her out, okay? Right. But there's no way that if the window was rolled up that the lion would say, okay, I have to break that glass now. It oh, would just so see just it as a barrier. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, it would just see it point. as a barrier. That's a good point. <laughs> um, it would make the logical leap to the, oh, I have to break the glass. Oh, I'll smash the glass. Before I now can I have lady. my woman. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, this has been Lion Thoughts with Matt Nadison. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a very popular school of thought, though, about, about cultural references. Uh or an idea that somebody posited is, is is that if a lion could speak English, if a lion had oh yeah that's right no you've brought this up on here before would we you. be able to understand it yes the yeah. answer is no you could not right because the lion's frames of references are frames of reference lions. are so far off from where ours that yeah if we even if we could you know say yeah. tree tree you know that's a tree that's a tree we both yeah we wouldn't be able to understand each other yeah because what he sees as a tree is something totally different right. than what, how we view a tree right. Yeah. Well, but to be fair, I mean, except for these two lions because they got killed, if you were able to speak in English to these two lions, you would have a frame of reference. A naked dude. Yes. Yeah. Who hasn't I mean, we've all seen a naked dude. Uh, there was one on Game of Thrones I, <laughs> this past week. From what I hear, there were a lot. Well, not on this week, but it, no, just in was, general. I've, there there was, they had the and ultimate character. So there's Panisha too, right? Like yeah. there's, there's, there's wieners. Well, no, that's what it was. It was a wiener. Are they erect? No, they're floppy. They're always floppy. Okay, good. But this week, because erect, erect wieners just weird me out. This week, this week's was uh, the ultimate troll uh-huh. of the wiener because it went straight from one scene to wiener, cut right to wiener. Oh my goodness! And there's so there's no that's, that's like rape, they, isn't it? They're not they're not <laughs> you know leading up to it. They're not like oh here's a here's a room with some naked people. Right. You might see a wiener. Maybe you should avert your eye. No, bam, but right there. Wiener couldn't yeah. avoid it. And it was this dude holding his, like his, holding his, what? holding his balls in his wiener, and like the wiener was floppy, and there was about two inches of the tip of his penis, and it was wasn't circumcised. You're being serious. This I'm, was I'm on serious. Game of Thrones. I'm life. serious. Oh my goodness! You need to pull up a screen cap. <laughs> uh, yeah, just keep. I mean, talking. as long as it's floppy, because like I said, erect wieners always weird me out. I don't know. It's just, I mean, you know, but it's like put that thing away or you know, handle your business or whatever you got to do. But. uh I don't know. I did see a bunch of people complaining about Game of Thrones. So was it a big upset? Whatever happened? Whatever somebody dying or whatever it was? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. It was. Uh, it was very. Good, it was very I'm upsetting. Sorry. sorry, and I apologize. Now, how far are we in this season? Um, five episodes in. 
out of a typical what is it 10 13 10 okay okay I just, I'm, I, the only reason I ask Matt that, dear listener, is because I'm trying to find out how long I have to deal with social media being inundated with this shit on Sundays and Mondays. Oh my God. I mean, I, I, I wish I was, I truly, for the sake of, of uh, society as a whole and for me not to be so grumpy, I truly, truly wish I could get into it, but I just can't. I just can't. Folks, One day are, you folks are wearing old clothes and there's no cell phones. I just, I don't get it. Why would you, I don't, I'm sorry. Maybe maybe one maybe Matt's right. Maybe one day I will. One day, in the distant distant future, I will uh, enjoy things like that. But for now, if I'm going to continue going on, I could talk about that new show Billions. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm loving Billions, by the way. Showtime, it's incredible. Paul Giamatti's amazing. Uh, the only sour point is is. Uh, uh, Tara's character. I don't. I don't remember her name. Tara's character from. Uh, oh, this was the smash cut to the wiener. Okay, uh, Matt is showing me a GIF. Oh my goodness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait. Now, now was and this was the full frame, like as yeah. like on the yeah. Wow, that's an awfully close shot. Like if you like if you were mm-hmm. watching this on a fifty inch screen TV, like no, that's going to be like a six inch wiener. Yeah, it was big. That's uh it was on the well I mean it wasn't a big wiener but it was big on the TV. Right. Well yeah, I mean that and it filled up the entire frame of the television too. Like they, it was a close no, it's, up. No, it's a very close up shot of uh, a wiener. Of a wiener. My goodness. All right. Well, can't argue with that. Uh <laughs> we can do one last serious story after wiener cast. <laughs> yes, one last indeed and then um Matt mentioned Gary Johnson earlier. Mhm. Two national polls, according to 538.com, and I'm not familiar, I have to say. I don't know whether that's a news outlet. I don't know. 538 is a um, is it popular conservative Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, so they, okay, privacy in terms, um, whatever. Okay, cool. I'm not familiar, <laughs> so that's that. But apparently um, he is polling. So they talk about Gary Johnson. In two recent national polls, um, a morning consult survey published Tuesday and had Johnson at 10% with 17% undecided and a Fox News poll conducted. This is the one I kept seeing that people kept screen cap, screen capping and posting everywhere. A Fox News poll conducted from May 14th to 17th showed Trump leading over Clinton 42 to 39, but Johnson at 10% as well. Uh, if you may, the, unless you think this is some fluky May development, a Monmouth University survey conducted mid-March while the political universe was still busy wringing its hands over the Republican nomination found that in a three-way race, Clinton would get 42%, Trump 34%, and Johnson 11%. That's the one previously mentioned by myself uh, upon this program. Uh, there you have it, Matt. The two candidates are so polarizing, and I, I've said this to my friends who wish to engage on uh, about political excuse me, dialogue and, and the election cycle as a whole. I urge them to take a look at Johnson's true platform before dismissing him as, because unfortunately, and it is unfortunate, unfortunately, when folks hear libertarian, they think of a crazy bearded man who, who likes guns and marijuana. Um, while perhaps for the demographic of this program, that's exactly who you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And, and and so be it. That doesn't sort of resonate with voters. But I, I would urge voters to take a look at what Gary Johnson in particular did in his governorship of New Mexico because it's fantastic, fantastic stuff, people. 
I mean, he really, he really balanced his budget. He really took it to the next level. He really took it to the next level. And I have to tell you, everything that I know about Gary Johnson is that he's, he's a fantastic individual. I've heard many things about Gary Johnson, but the thing that that resonates with me the most is that is that he's a fantastic person. And you have a lot of friends who know Gary Johnson, right? That's right. <laughs> We've done this. Let like me every tell you episode. what. Let me let me tell you, folks. Okay, I have a lot of friends, a lot of people. Okay, people I know personally come up to me all the time on the street. Okay, they say, <laughs> "Mr. Trump." They say, "They say Donald." I know Gary Johnson. He's a fantastic guy. Great guy. Really good guy. <laughs> Gary Johnson, great guy. Okay, uh, governor, governor of New Mexico. We saw what he did in New Mexico. Okay, uh, Mexicans coming in, he kicks them out. Okay, he didn't build the wall, but he wanted to. Uh, Gary Johnson, great guy. Uh, vote for me, not for him though. Okay, that's actually not true. By the way, he uh, his his solution to uh, sort of and, and see that's the thing. Like he. He's on a border state, so those folks that are that are maybe on board with some of Trump's stuff or whatever, or that they would they would sort of hold their nose and vote for him. Like this is your guy. Like I, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm going to continue to champion it, obviously, on this program and to my friends um, until the election for sure. He's going to get my vote, but uh, I don't know. Just do your own research. That's all I'm asking. Do your because we all know that's the thing. We the, the thing about a libertarian candidate or anybody else is that you have to do your own research because. You can find out all you want about Trump because CNN won't shut the f*** up about him, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Hillary. or who and, and the same thing goes for whoever you're listening to, right? We always talk about on this program about how um, folks listen to things that only support their own viewpoints. And you're only going to get that information about Trump and Hillary. Yeah. And that's fine. You'll yeah. get all the information in the world that you could possibly have about them. Same thing for Bernie Sanders, even though he's fringe and whatever else. You'll get all the information you want about Bernie Sanders. But you know what you won't get? You won't find anything about Gary Johnson. Yeah. And you have to go out and look for it and look at what he's actually said, what he's actually done in his state, in his career, and who he actually is. And I encourage you to do so. And the more I, more I, I, yeah. I, I watch Trump, especially, especially since the appointment of Stephen Mnuchin, which was oh, yeah, the, the, guy. The, the final nail in the coffin for me. I was, oh, what's the big deal, man? He's just handling his campaign finances. Yeah, he yeah, he's running. Yeah, he's just basically running the campaign for him. No, yeah, no big deal. Um, the more I, the more I, I, I have a, I have a problem with the amount of rabid support that Trump is getting and not just the amount of people supporting him, but the ferocity and the fervency, which with, with which they support him. Um, they are, uh, they're disturbingly vehement, um, Oh, Trump's folks. Trump's folks, not 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 violent or or threatening, but disturbing. In uh, it is it's it's an ideology that's that's very cult like. Yeah, it's very very cult like. No, I agree. Um, especially on Reddit. Uh, so so when you have that amount of people, um, all Be- on board with somebody and all and no. Either either all good things about Trump or you're completely silenced. Like the, on the Trump subreddits, mm-hmm. Mr. Trump and the Donald, there's no discussion. It's it's just a circle jerk. It's just a tr- Donald Trump circle jerk. And when you have that amount of uh, 
that level of discourse. Um, I don't know, man. In, anything that's popular uh, makes me makes me instantly wary of it. If mm-hmm. millions of people like it, then I shouldn't be putting it in my brain or <laughs> having it in my life because yeah. people are idiots. And 99% of the things that people do and say and choose and consume is wrong. Yeah. Um, I you tend know, to agree. The whole philosophy of narrow is the way. Uh, yeah. If you look around you and everybody's doing the same thing, then you should not do that thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 kind of a decent philosophy for living, to be honest. Yeah. Because uh, all, all those things that are super popular are so shitty. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I had a wave of depression the other day. Uh, uh, really, really, that's the best way to describe it is depression. And I, 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 just, I think it was after a long shift, you know. Well, you know, and, waves don't die. <laughs> um, I can't wait till 2020. I mean, he's getting my vote. Doesn't matter who's up, you know. Um, yes, uh, as you probably could have guessed at as this you moment. Probably could have guessed by this moment. I have decided in 2020 <laughs> to run for president. There you go. Um, he made that famous man. Um, no, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I think it was after a long shift, been or you know, been there for a while, and and not only the folks that work there and just the hassle and the stress that it is trying to make them do what they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, but then, but then the clientele and everything. And it's it just, I don't know. It just all sank in. And I'm like, we're, we're, we're like, seriously, I'm just thinking this to myself. I think I was doing something a little monotonous and I kind of had a moment with my thoughts and I'm like, we're, um, like my inner dialogue is just we're we're really f- like, like just the way that everybody approaches things the way that every it just it's we're 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 in trouble yeah this is not um this is not good and the only bright side to that is well at least i have the opportunity to make my kids be different yeah except that i i think we're 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 headed on on a irreversible slide into the barbarians sacking rome that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. the warlord religion uh in this in this world uh, Islam is the bar- are barbarians, and they're going to kill the Western world, and they're going to kill the world, and kill culture, and probably shove us back into a new dark age. That's what's going to happen. And the elites will, the kings and queens will be protected, obviously, mm-hmm. as they were during the dark ages. But uh, yeah, it's, it's probably what's going to happen, man. And the commoners were will have their uh, their daughters raped, and their lands taken, and their 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 uh temples and their altars torn down and yeah we'll all be praying to Allah in 50 years <laughs> and the world will will bleed in nuclear fire <laughs> hmm it's an interesting theory and then and then in in 1500 2000 years we'll have another reformation hopefully and mm-hmm. we'll go back to believing that the world is flat or round or whatever i uh i went to my sister's graduation Saturday Matt yeah Homeschool graduation. Yeah, eight students. Graduated. Really? Yeah, it was very small. It was they were St. Charles. It was, no, it wasn't with a homeschool oh, okay. group. Okay, it was it was a, like a small cooperative of. Whatever. I gotcha. I gotcha. So not real homeschool graduation. Well, I mean, she was homeschooled. It was graduation. She uh, had the cap and gown though, which I was, I was, I was like, okay, at least we're not okay. Like, <laughs> like if I take a picture with her, I'm not gonna, like, I, 
I'll be able to show my friends and be like, oh, this is my sister's graduation. So she had the proper Masonic graduation. I got you. <laughs> By the way, the cap and the gown, everything, that, that, that's all, that's all uh, Masonic of ritual. Of course, Matt. Thank you. It's all, it's all Masonic ritual, all linked to secret, secret societies and, uh, and, yeah. and the, okay. the graduation wow. of, of the collegiate all right. stuff. I need to get so the soundboard the kind of screwing around with and the, uh, the the of course the one that rose to the top isn't that everything is sex, but I need to get a soundbite. I don't know what I don't know what it would be. Uh, perhaps I can take some listener suggestions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but I need to get a soundbite that I can drop when you when you do that when you when you conspiratorial just like oh this oh, of course that's Masonic you know yeah aliens man like you know mm-hmm. like I need to get I need to get something I can just just a couple second or two I'll have to I'll have to put I'll have to put my I'll have, to, I'll, yeah, I'll have to contact our R&D department mm-hmm. and um, we'll go from there. Sure, sure. But anyways, no, uh, homeschool graduation. And um, yeah, it was <laughs> – What and what did I text you? Uh, there was uh, one uh, young lady who was graduating uh, who was African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were eight students graduating, one who was African-American. So what percentage of students that were graduating? By the way, you're talking about African Americans right now, and it's triggering me. I'm 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 incredibly <laughs> triggered right now because you know. Uh, oh, that's right. I know how you feel about that. Blacks. You talk. I'm sorry. Yes, blacks. Thank man. you. Blacks. Thank you. The blacks. I get it. Okay. Not the blacks. The gays. But black the people. blacks. No, I get it. Okay. The blacks. The gays. The women. I f- it's fine. The Mexicans. The homosexual Americans. Right. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So there was a black. They're not a different type of American. Okay, there was a young black lady who was graduating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I will say this, so I don't sound like a colossal a-hole. Uh, she gave the speech. Uh, the class, she was the one that gave the speech for the, for the class. Incredible. I was, I was really impressed. I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is really good. It was, uh, the only thing was it was way too short. It was like 10 minutes long. And I was like, oh, uh, seriously? Like, came here to be wowed. Any, anyhow. So she graduated. Now, what percentage, and you'll have to help me here with numbers, what percentage of the students... We're black. If 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 she was one out of eight, I don't know. Was that thirteen percent? Something oh, like 12, that. Twelve and a half percent. Oh, 12, one one out of eight. Twelve yeah. and a half percent. Okay, twelve and a half percent. Twelve and a half percent of the students graduating were black. Yeah. Forty six percent of the folks sitting there watching the graduation were black. Yeah. Like, and th- that kind of hit me and I'm like, cause so my family had my mother, my father, my, my other sister and, and, and then me and my wife, that was it. Yeah. It was there for, for my sister. But, uh, th- there was like a section of black folks there for the, for the black. And I know because they all made noise when she walked. Like, so, so you could say, oh, maybe they were black. F- they were friends. They're black, but they were friends with one of the other white students. Yeah. Uh-uh, no, no, no. They all yelled for the black person. Unless it's just, unless it's just a black person thing and you have to yell for the black person. No. I don't know because I'm not black. But what I'm saying is... They were there for the graduation. But it's interesting to me that there were so deal. many more people from the... the, the or who knew or whatever, the, the, the black girl and the, the, the one black student as opposed to all the rest. Because after the graduation ceremony is the... Uh, Graduation potluck. Oh. Which means chicken and mac and cheese. <laughs> so every, it's just like, come on, so-and-so's graduating? Is yeah, that, we, that we're going to go like, get some chicken and mac and cheese. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, my uh, my first cousin's uh, brother's graduating. Like, we got to, let's go. Okay, we're getting chicken and mac and cheese. No, no, uh, no that's not true. It's <laughs> wildly racist. It's, it's not it. true. That is racist. I love it. And here's something that will sound even more racist, even though it is the truth. 
It's, I love these things. It's because, <laughs> please, please continue. <laughs> it's because true racism in I black love, it's culture. A new segment. I love it. It's a rare thing. Okay. Or well, it's a rarer thing than it is in white culture. And you're not making a, uh, a you're not making a bit. You're being serious. No, no. Yeah. Look okay. at look at uh, look at graduation rate, rates for for whites versus blacks in this country. Yeah, you probably make a point. High there. school graduation. I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bigger deal when when uh you know Young to, to a black family yeah. when their their teenager graduates high school. Yeah, makes sense. I don't know. It was a big deal in my family, and I didn't even I didn't even I didn't even and I feel bad for this and maybe I shouldn't even talk about this on here, but I feel bad about like not being close with my sisters, especially now that they're older. You know, like I I, I don't know because like I want to like pick a brain and be like, what are you into? Are you going to yeah, go to college? Like, bother. are you not? Like, what's... Don't bother. Well, maybe don't 20, bother, but, she, like, I no, want to know... No, don't bother. You're too far apart. But I could shape Culturally, that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you could. No, you're right. You're right. You should bother. You should be close to your sister. You're right. I was about to say, the lazy way to do it would just be wait till she's 25 and has become an actual adult. Uh-huh. And then she gets it. And then, like, that... And then, then, and then, then you're you Then you're on the same <laughs> adult thinking wavelength. Yeah, makes uh, sense. Yeah. But... But yeah, then there also is like I'm like okay, what is like I what I don't want to happen is like maybe some of the decisions I made, you know, kind of after high school or you know, kind of I know especially for girls and you know say what you will and whoever hears this would just get upset, help themselves. But it seems like for girls that graduate from the homeschool thing or from conservative sort of evangelicalism, it seems like okay um, that there's somewhat of an emphasis on uh, you know. Staying home and taking care of young, taking care of younger siblings. Yeah, neither of which are bad. Um, but I know a couple of friends, a couple of close friends of mine that I grew up with. I'm not close anymore because I'm not close with anyone. Because Kanye's real friends was written about me. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know, I know some close friends I had growing up that it was kind of like they did that, and it was kind of like okay, I'm I'm gonna stay home and not pursue a career because I want to just be married one day and be a housewife and stuff. And then they kind of like one day, literally, they they woke up and they were like thirty two, and it was like, oh, uh, I guess I should do something. And then and then it seems like it's very hard to kind of start whatever you want to do. Yeah, you know. And so, and I'm not saying throw yourself headlong into a career and you know, yeah, be, get your first million by thirty. Like I think that's a stupid pursuit too for a woman or for anybody. How you about know? you just go out there and start building your own life rather than waiting Ex- for somebody exactly. else to come along and bring you into theirs? That's, so to all the high school graduates, as a parting thought, all the ones that are listening to this program, <laughs> uh, do that. Yeah. Go out and start your own life. Now, now, don't listen to your folks. Don't listen. Well, not don't listen to your folks because they're older yeah. and wiser. But don't. You don't have to do. Any of that kind of stuff. Just Don't let somebody home. else make make up your mind for you. Yes. Whether that's college or not or staying home or whatever. Yeah. Now, going back to the point about, you know, the girl just all of a sudden she's 32 and she's like, where did my opportunity be to be a mom and be a wife go, right? It's, it's, I, that, know, that, I know a handful that, of people like that, That Matt. perfect, yeah. yeah. It's because when they were 20, when they were 18 and 19 and 20, they read all the I Kissed Dating Goodbye books and read all the... <laughs> Blah 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 blah. So blah. The, so the Christian nonfiction garbage. Um, no, I gave dating a blowjob. It was awesome. <laughs> the uh, the uh, it wasn't as big of a. B- <laughs> That's getting cut out. So just do what you're gonna do. 
Um, that was actually the uh, the wildly undersold sequel. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I so when you're eighteen, so. nineteen, twenty, and you have this i this this idea in your mind of the perfect man who goes mm-hmm. to church four, four times a week and who's six three and has washboard abs and has never masturbated in oh, his life. Go on, man. Never never seen a naked woman. Like and and all these you know makes Fantastic. ninety thousand yeah. dollars a year and and and. Yeah, eighty-five, Matt. They're still Christians, yeah. and 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 men do this too. Okay, well, I mean, I mean, men do this too, right? Yeah, like every every <laughs> every every man wants to marry the woman who's a virgin and then uh, who has constant virginity. Right? Her virginity renews every morning. <laughs> you know? Wait, is that a thing? That's well. Wait, how do you get that installed? Japanese chicks. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Must we? Yeah. Must we, Matt? It's a sideways vaginas, man. They close up every night. Anyway, uh, this has been Give That Some Thought. Thanks for uh, joining us. This has been wildly derailed. We'll be, uh, to the conversation at the beginning, which was actually really good. Yeah. Look for our special this Sunday on CNN at 7 p.m. Um, you won't find it, but look for it. Racism in you. How uh, nothing matters and you shouldn't give a fuck, so f- <laughs> Well... You uh, can't uh, can't really argue with that. Yep. Find us on Pinst- on Pinterest at, at Give Thought Show. Uh, Instagram at GTST2016. We actually do it's have an current Instagram. year. But what? Really? Delete that. <laughs> <shit>. What the <laughs> fuck? We have, Instagram? We have Instagram. I no, I don't. No, no, no. Yeah, it's uh, it's give. I think it's it's just give that some thought. Yeah. It's just I I I post a surprising amount of picture to you, Matt. You ought to. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to get Instagram. You ought to at least know about this. Yeah, I, mean, I got. I, mean, I like. I got like three grams. Of weed in my room. Look how terrible. <laughs> how terrible I look. Yeah. There, okay, there we go. Oh, and I also, I, I mean, I also memed you a bit. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't tithe. No one should tithe. Tithing is just God finding out who is the most gullible. Oh, there you have it, folks. So, I mean, if you want to see such treasures as that, yeah. um, and, then, and then, of course, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh, and the swag hat. We need to get a swag hat back. That's from back in the day. I got one. It's red. It says, make America great again. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that swag. Somebody at work the other day asked me why I wasn't wearing that that, that uh Oh, they missed it. Anymore. So and, now it's a staple for you. And I said, uh, well. And I gave him the Stephen Mnuchin. Oh, your, re- your, your reasoning. Yeah. 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 And how'd that go? They were probably just like, oh, cool actual facts. Back to this. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because nobody, you know, nobody cares. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I got on my soapbox and talked to the wind and people Hold like, on, you uh-huh. got on a soapbox? Yeah. Well, actually, I, it was actual milk crate. So, but, yeah. <laughs> I said, friends, Romans, countrymen, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, man. Great. Huge. Perfect. Great story. Compelling and rich. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.